everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Hey, what's up, Join the Journey? It's me, Neil Monroe, back on the podcast with you guys to continue talking about Luke. Today, we pick up in chapter 21 with this really awesome story about a widow and her offering. And I think that we can glaze over this very quickly and be like, okay, it's talking about how God wants us to give all our money to the church and the church just wants our money. Friends, that's not the heart of what this story is saying. Let me just go ahead and read it really quick. It's not very long. It says this, and starting in verse one, Jesus looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the offering box. And he saw a poor widow put in two small copper coins. And he said, Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them, for they all contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. What I want us to see from the story is that giving is meant to be an act of worship. It's something that we willingly do. And I I personally liken it to prayer, that prayer moves the heart of God, right? That In reality, God is sovereign and he is going to do what he wants to do, whether we pray or not. And yet God allows us to take part in his mission, that when we pray, we are made aware of what God is already going to do so that when he does it, we can be encouraged and say, man, God answers prayers. And that is really awesome. And when we give God whether we are involved or not, is going to advance the things he wants to advance. Like the things that need to happen financially are going to happen and he is going to find the money or resources that he needs where he needs it. But yet when we give, we are invited into that mission. And willing obedience is the goal of every single thing that we do. So do not hear me say, hey, guys, if you really love God, you're going to give your money to Watermark. Hey, don't, if you don't want to give your money to Watermark, don't give your money to Watermark. That's great with me. But What are you doing to willingly follow God and take part in what he's actively doing? I personally, when I I give, I give to a couple missionaries that are employed through some campus ministries throughout the nation um, to watch what God is doing. And I don't have to do that, but that is something that I willingly get to do as a believer in Jesus to take part in the mission that he is already doing. And for the rest of this chapter, Jesus talks about some pretty heavy things that I think a lot of times we really want to avoid when we're reading through our Bible reading plan of, let me just read the headings here on my scripture. It says, Jesus foretells destruction of the temple. Jesus forewarns wars and persecution. Fun stuff. Jesus foretells destruction of Jerusalem. And like a lot of things, watch yourselves is the title of one of them. And a lot of stuff that we're like, man, like what, what is Jesus trying to communicate? Well, first and foremost, like let's remind ourselves that the purpose of the gospel is not for God to make us a little bit better, but it is for him to redeem us to himself. It's that a relational God drew near to his people. And not only did Jesus come and live a life that we couldn't live and die a death on a cross that we deserved and raise on the third day, defeating our sin and death, but Jesus, after ascending back to heaven, after he rose from the dead, he's coming back. The son of man will return and redeem us all things, that he has not only redeemed us from our sin, but one day he will redeem this world for us to live with him for forever. And as we look forward to that day and we faithfully participate in what God is doing, we faithfully give, we faithfully serve, we faithfully proclaim the good news of what Jesus has done and will do, we need to expect, and what he says through all these hard things, is that we need to expect to face opposition. 
then I want you to just make a quick note really quick that facing opposition is not picking a fight with everybody. It's not saying you're judged and you're going to be separated from God and you're going to hell and you're going to hell. Like that is not the heart of the gospel. We want to be sober-minded and have a right thinking of the judgment that is coming if we do not have faith in Jesus. But at the same time, we want to face our opposition in a way that honors God. When people come against the God that we believe in, I think of 1 Peter 3.15, which says, but in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense for the reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it in gentleness and respect, having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame, right? That we are to respond in gentleness, that we are to give an account not for the impending judgment that is coming, but for the reason for the hope that we have in light of a hard and harsh world. We have the opportunity to proclaim confidently and boldly with gentleness that our sin separates us from God. A lot of times we can dial in on that first part of the sentence that our sin separates, right? That, hey, one day you'll be separated. You'll be in this horrible place forever. And that's so awful. Don't go to that place. So believe in this thing and do this thing and give money to this place. And therefore you won't be separated. But in reality, the worst part of that sentence is that we are separated from God. That we have a relational God who wants to draw near to us and that we must not focus on our separation more than we focus on the fact that we're separated from God. That the purpose of the cross is the person of the cross. That Jesus, who died on the cross for our sins, did not come to liberate you so that you can live a life and preach a gospel separate from him. That God died for us so he could redeem us to him. That everything that we do, friends, centers on Jesus. And whether we're looking forward to a coming day where he will come and redeem us and bring us back to himself, we're walking through hardship now, we're looking back on a past that just doesn't make sense to us, I want us to remember that everything centers on Jesus. That people are going to, he talks about at the end of the chapter, that people are going to try and draw us off sides and convince us that God's not really good. And the things that we enjoy doing that he says are not true and right, they're not that big of a deal because ultimately Jesus died on the cross. So it's not a big deal. You can do whatever you want. Well, go to Romans 6, friends. That is just not true. That the purpose of our obedience has never been that we're hoping that God would see us as good enough. And that the purpose of Jesus dying on the cross was not so that we can do whatever we want. The purpose is that God would redeem us to him. And then not only do we have the promise that we get to walk with him in eternity, but we have the opportunity to walk with him right now. And in Luke 21, he reminds us that the gospel is not always going to be popular. And often to people that don't believe in it, it's seldom going to be popular. And we're going to face opposition. But he says right here in Luke 21, 13, this will be your opportunity to bear witness. Friends, the way that you respond and preach the truth about a good God when people come against you and revile you and are mean to you and harsh to you, and yet you continue to show them the love of Christ and talk about the redemption that we have in the cross, that is going to have a better witness than anything else. So let us remind ourselves that Christ is coming back, that he's coming to redeem his people, and he's coming to make all things new. And if I could leave you with nothing else, I want you to remember that the goal of God is redemption. 
He wants to restore his people to him, and that's why he sent Jesus, that our obedience that we have for him is meant to flow from an existing relationship with him. Because here's the thing, if we hate spending time with God now and we don't have an existing relationship with him now, we're going to hate eternity. That like if we only obligatorily do the things that we do, like, okay, I guess I'll go to church because I have to. I guess I'll read my Bible because that's what a good Christian does. I guess I'll give my money because I have to. That's drudgery. And that's not what God calls us to do. That God wants to know you. All you have to do to have a relationship with God is confess that you're a sinner. Believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and you will be saved. And once we believe that, it changes the way that we live. The opportunity that we have to walk presently with hope in a world that has no hope is a big deal. So what I'll leave you with today is this. If you don't have people walking with you and helping keep you accountable and helping you stir your affections for Jesus, not out of obligation, but out of willing obedience, let us know. We would love to help you get plugged in and find a group of people that are going to help you stir your affections for Jesus and point you to the God who loves you. Until next time, friends, have a great day. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.